back to more Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the live Saturday episode. We do this thing seven nights a week. We're live 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. As always, you're invited to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Something you've been wanting to talk about with a national radio audience. We're the place to do that. Phones are always open with you tonight. It's Ian. And the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. We are going to get into, there's a lot to talk about here tonight, including prison populations, sexual harassment in government schools. Uh, Apparently one of the Supreme Court justices is saying that the Supreme Court could somehow end because of the, the leak of the abortion case. Very strange stuff. If you want to weigh in, of course, you're welcome to. Just just one time, I think I want to go and like visit the Supreme Court. Why? I just want to bring like sour cream and mushrooms and onions and green peppers so that they could be the, the burrito Supreme Court. Truly supreme. Uh, I've been to the New Hampshire one, but never the, the national one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I'd really want to go there. I, I just want to do it for the purposes of comedy, and that's all. I would otherwise never want to set foot in that institution. D.C. is a place I don't want to set foot in Ooh. again. I've been there, and I don't want to go back. Yeah. Uh, Reason.com, though, we both have the same story in show prep here tonight, Captain. That's usually an indicator that we should talk about that one, because we always have a ton of stuff to talk about. This one is from uh, good old John Stossel, who is... He struck out on his own a while back after yeah. working for ABC News for many years and then working for Fox. Yeah. Uh, and then he just decided, you know what, I've made enough money working for corporate America and he's going to just start doing his own thing it's, online. It's really interesting, too, because John Stossel is one of the, we'll say, media faces that uh, I can trace back through you know, enjoying his stuff long before, long, time. long before I ever sort of, you know, came out of my fog of statism uh, i wonder if he had an influence on you at all i imagine he did mm-hmm. uh, you know we talk about planting seeds all the time right. and i imagine because he did a great job of explaining the why behind whatever story he was going on about and how well it's just not right for this to happen even though and he would point out some you know government fault or fallacy or some thing that they did you know even though this is the way it is, it's still wrong for this to happen to these people and he would do that summary at the end of all of his stories. And so he's one of the, the few media faces that I can say I've, I wouldn't say I've followed, but I remember him I going back to, I don't even know how long ago. Yeah, I, I don't know either. He used to work for 2020 yeah. way back in the day. And I think that might be the first that I ever saw him was on 2020. Uh, that was certainly, uh, if he had a profile before that, I I didn't know about it. You're a little older than than I am. Yeah. but uh, But yeah, I remember seeing his stuff and... And wondering, how the hell did this guy make his way through corporate media as high as he did? How, how are they allowing him, you know, the powers that be, to say the things he says? It's, he's always been this sort of really un, unusual character yeah. because he, he makes sense and he comes at things from a pretty libertarian perspective. Yeah, I think the, the way he made... It made it through was there was this trend for a while amongst uh, local television news stations mm-hmm. to have what they call a uh, like a consumer advocate. Right. Uh, I think I don't know if it was Minneapolis. Just they had some guy named Jesse, 
and and their whole slogan was, "If you have a problem, get Jesse." Right? You yeah. know that kind of a thing. Yeah. When I where I was growing up, it was eight on your side, and they would do the inside like hidden camera, look at the uh, the corrupt uh, auto repair place kind of thing. Right. Yeah. They tell, "Oh, this woman got ripped off because right. you know her husband was quoted four hundred dollars, but she was quoted eighteen hundred dollars yeah. for the yeah. repair." That That's kind of tough. a thing. So there was this movement for all of the local television stations to have this sort of consumer reports, you know, man on the street, consumer advocate kind of, and I think that was like the national level's version of that. They were like, oh, we'll yeah. get John Stossel to do like, you know, sort of consumer advocacy stuff, but on a, on a much larger, on a national level. Yeah, you're right. That is where he started. I remember him talking about it, uh, and I don't remember if it was when we interviewed him, because we actually have interviewed him uh, many years ago mm-hmm. on Free Talk Live. He spoke, I think, at the Liberty Forum once upon a time yeah. here in New Hampshire, and that that was where he started doing things, and, and he just kind of learned over time that it was really the government that was to blame for a lot of the problems that he was investigating. Wait, wait, you mean if you start looking into problems yeah. that honestly. occur again and again, honestly, from the mind of an investigative person, and you do your own research on why these things happen, that you arrive at the conclusion that, uh, well, the government bad? He did. And uh, yeah, the other interesting thing about John Stossel, and he was used to be a stutterer, really. And he just put his mind to it and beat it. Like he beat stuttering. I did not know that about yeah, him. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, personal detail to his huh. story as like a professional broadcaster. Because normally yeah. stutterers don't make it in broadcasting. It's like yeah. you don't get to be on the air, but. He, and frequently they don't even make it as callers on like you know yeah. call in radio program. He overcame that. Yeah, and so it's amazing. That's great. Personal I did, success story. I did not know that. That's that makes him even more impressive. Yeah. So he's back at it. He's been doing his own thing for a while, but also seems to be doing some moonlighting for Reason uh, magazine, Reason dot com, and that's where this story appears. Uh, it's about a woman who had her home stolen, and she's not the only one <laughs> over missing a property tax payment. Uh, more than one, I guess. But uh, ultimately, she uh, her name is Tawanda Hall. And in some states, if you miss just one tax payment, they can take your home. And have. And keep all of the money. Because the way I always thought it worked was when you are, when you quote unquote owe the government for property taxes, if you, if you owe them quote unquote uh, $10,000, they steal your home on paper, and they do what they call a tax sale, mm. and they sell it for $200,000. Mm. Well, they're supposed to take the $10,000 that you owe out of the 200000 and then give you the remaining $190,000. you are still out of home. That's what but- happens if you default on like a mortgage. For example, let's say you buy a house for two hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars, and you just you find yourself unemployed or you get injured or something, you can't make your mortgage payment. That's what the bank can do. I see what you're saying. That's what there, the banks yeah. do, right? Yeah. But it's also what happens supposedly. That's the way it's supposed to be in when a state takes your property, but not all states apparently. Yeah. Not only do they, uh, or, or can they, but they have. This isn't like the first time that this has happened. This is one of many instances where the state has taken somebody's home uh, because of a minor, you know, financial faux pas. Sure. In this case, Tawanda Hall was behind on her taxes. She was on a payment plan, but had missed $900. And she didn't expect the town of Southfield, Michigan, to take her entire house because of that. It was at the time worth $286,000 more than what she owed. She says, I'm still in shock, she says. uh, They took my whole house, my whole family's livelihood. 
A lawyer for the county says while this practice may sound unfair, John Bursch is his name. Says, it may. It may sound unfair. Are they going to tell us it is fair? Quote, he says, it's also unfair to force those who pay their taxes to subsidize those who don't. Oh, so uh, as a person who has paid taxes and does pay taxes, uh, then I shouldn't subsidize politicians? Right. And how about the woman going on welfare after you take her home from her because she was previously taking care of herself. <laughs> now she's homeless. <laughs> and going to be collecting... Yeah, she's and on, has on the no dole. money, and and the reason she couldn't pay this was because she doesn't have enough money to do it. Uh, yeah, that's insane. So I could understand why taxpayers would be mad about subsidizing shiftless losers like you know town bureaucrats and all of that. But that's not what he's getting at here. And in in fact, just because this woman's behind in tax payments doesn't mean she's being subsidized. Well, and also that just means the town hasn't collected from her yet. And didn't it say that she was on a payment plan? It did. Yeah, she just missed a payment. She says, I pay taxes. She, who works as a nursing assistant, responded saying, quote, I lift people, I bathe people, I work hard, unquote. When Paul found out she was going to lose her home, she tried to pay off the debt. Quote, I went to the mayor's office, I went to the city building, or the county building. They didn't want our money. They said no. They wanted her house. Taking it should be illegal. Christina Martin, senior attorney at the Pacific Legal Foundation, says, quote, I think it's unconstitutional. The government can't take more than is owed. But they are. The foundation is now suing local governments in six states for this type of home theft. Martin won one case in Michigan's Supreme Court. Oakland County had taken an entire home over $8 in debt. debt. I mean, yeah, debt. how can these people who are running these bureaucracies sleep at night like this? How can you do something like that to another human being and still consider yourself an actual living, breathing uh, person? It's insane. Can share your thoughts coming up. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. And the captain. We're talking about government gangs around the country stealing people's homes from them, which is what we've discussed before. Like, hey, what happens if you don't pay property taxes? Well, eventually they come around and steal your home from you. Turns out that when that happens in some places, they'll just go ahead and keep all of the revenue from selling the home instead of giving you back whatever it is that they don't use to satisfy their so-called debt. Uh, and that's what's happening. We're uh, going to tell you more about that story. Uh, again, the number is 603-283-6160. Would like to also invite you to our website. You can enjoy the features there for free. But if you want to help us out a little bit, you can do as Damon has done. Uh, Damon Freeman, he is a diamond-level supporter of no our Free Talk Live and well, I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. Free Talk Live's uh, Amps program. It's a Patreon where you can contribute at least five bucks a month. Damon is doing quite a bit more than that, so thank you, Damon, for yeah, helping thanks, us out man. there. Definitely appreciate it. Amps stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It's a way for you to help us spread the ideas of liberty and get the uh, get more people on on board with these concepts. So head over to amps.freetalklive.com where you can do that. That's amps.freetalklive.com. 
Uh, let's go to the phones first, though, before we talk more about this story with the government stealing people's homes. We got Josie on the line in Virginia. Go ahead, Josie. Hello. Um, I hope I've straightened out my thoughts now. All right. Um, I want to say that there are certain things, aspects about this abortion issue that most people don't know. I don't know. I studied metaphysics and I've learned from other lectures and so on that the spirit of the baby-to-be, which will be into the, the, the body of the child when it's born, um, it's not fully uh, – it, it floats in and out of the womb area during the entire time of gestation so that it is not murder like one's inside says it is. And it's now, not, how, how would anyone determine where a spirit is located? Uh, uh, all right, here's, here's, here's the uh, argument in back of all of that. The um, Yale University invented the lie detector test, but then they also later on invented something more sensitive. It's called, it's the University School of Medicine uh, from Yale, and it's a more sensitive instrument that could detect when that spirit of that baby is in the womb area or in the floating area. But in addition to that, some people, not many, but some remember that floating period during that nine months, and clairvoyant people can see it. And I, I know of one who had seven children, and she could see that even after her seven children were born for a period of a, a week, ten days, I don't even remember the exact time, that the, the spirit would kind of float in and out of the young baby. So uh, that's one thing. The other thing that I know is that somebody that is a very elderly person worked with her daughter delivering babies, and the stories she had to tell. There was one little boy who was so mad at his mother because said, I was supposed to be here first. Well, what happened was the mother had had a few abortions, and then she could settle down, and then she had uh, several, um, you know, two or three girl babies. Mm-hmm. And then this little boy came, mad as heck at her. I was supposed to be here first. <laughs> they finally had all settled down, but that was another child that remembered so you're suggesting there that the little boy in his soul or spirit form uh, was trying to get onto the planet, but her abortions got in the way. He wanted to be here first. Somehow now the some, other is, children got in there first. I mean, these are all first. very interesting stories, but very hard to back up scientifically. Well, that one is. But then there's another uh, people who are um, meditators. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this uh, obstetrician had as patients, people who are hippies, meditators, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, and they would pray when they had a, a pregnancy that was un, they were unprepared for. Um, and they said, okay, uh, uh, spirit out there, I am praying to you. This is a wrong time. I love you, but please come back at another time. And, it, you know, in a week or ten days or two weeks, whatever, that is exactly what would happen. They would miscarry. So I just you mean? think that they, when you have politicians, you, just to clarify, you mean laws, they would pr- they would have a prayer and then they would miscarry? Is what you're saying? They would meditate on that, mm-hmm. and then the miscarriage would happen. No doctor involved. Yeah. So I I really kind of think that politicians <laughs> they know nothing of any of this, sure. and not actually very many people know this. So you've got a whole bunch of uh, evangelicals. 
and Catholics and others that are, you know, very sure that it's mm-hmm. already alive and all that. And you have another side that doesn't believe that at all. They think it's just tissue or whatever they say. Right. And and I think that there is another... Uh, There's another story. I mean, I'm way beyond child-barring age, so I'm not, I'm not myself involved in that. But I do know some of these, these situations. I know about them. And I kind of think that maybe if more people knew, I thought that maybe the Supreme Court should know this. I even call the Supreme Court, but I don't have a computer, and you have to use. Well, I suspect the Supreme uh, you know. Court doesn't uh, doesn't take calls. Usually, like, hello. <laughs> usually, judges are pretty hard to get a hold of. But but no, you you are, what you're bringing up sounds like a, a very kind of new age uh, spiritual belief system. I'm familiar. It's uh, an with interesting the perspective, one yeah. that I had not, not a, heard it's before. It's not a belief system. It's what what has happened. Well, I mean, you can't prove it, right? Seen. So you you can't prove it, even though you talk yeah. to a clairvoyant person or someone who claims to be clairvoyant or someone who That's can right. see nobody or, wants to believe or someone who psychic. can see auras or whatever they it's don't just want hard to see any to of that that's all new agey you're right yeah i'm not no, saying i right. don't believe the, the you. same thing happens to uh what the the christians uh, say are miracles mm-hmm. right people also don't believe those so well, it, it falls in that Burr, same category uh, worked at yale and he wrote a book called fields of life and i have heard about it i didn't read the book he died maybe ten years ago, twenty years ago. Uh, he was, you know, much more. Um, and then there was a, another man that uh, uh, Baxter is his last name, Clive Baxter. He was very active in that, and so you can do some scientific work and prove it. And that's another. Well, well, I don't. Because nobody wants to know anything except what you can prove scientifically. That's the thing, though. Things. It's you. I don't know if you can. And thank you, Josie, for the call. I do appreciate you bringing this up. And, and I'm somebody who am. I'm a little more likely to lean in that particular direction from my beliefs, but well, that's the thing. It's like this issue is a belief issue. It is. It is. In my uh, perception of it, you know, my reading of it, and my my own personal beliefs on the topic. But here's the thing. As a libertarian, anarchist, whatever kind of person, one who uh, subscribes to the non-aggression principle or at least identifies as an individual, uh, I think that it is always wrong for somebody else to force their preferences upon me Mm -hmm. and for me to force my preferences on somebody else. Now, some people prefer to believe that uh, abortion is murder. Some people prefer to believe that it is not. Right? I don't care what you believe. Uh, until it affects me on a personal level, and the government should have nothing to do with it. Indeed. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. And as far as I know, scientifically, you cannot prove the existence of a soul. Or at least that has not been done yet. Science doesn't really know what consciousness actually is. But if you think I'm wrong, call in. It's Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with finance Financing too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com. Yeah. Free Talk Live phones open. You can join us. The number. 
603-283-6160. It's the live Saturday show. Tonight, it's Ian and the captain. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We have a social media platform. We run the thing. It's not some big corporate mega tech platform with crazy censorship and community guidelines. Uh, You can just go over there and post your opinions. Head over to social.freetalklive.com. You can sign up there. It's free. You can do it on the web or you can use uh, one of the various different apps that there are available. And it's open source. So there's literally like a dozen apps out there. So if you find one you don't like, try the next one. See if you like that one better. Uh, So it's social.freetalklive.com. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts. We'll get back into the stealing of homes by government agents in moments. But first, Celicia is on the line listening in Delaware. Go ahead, Celicia. Um, Yes, good evening. Um, I just want to say I think that it is um, very detestable to commit such an offense to the creation of life and that I can understand both sides, and I'll tell you why, because I've made the error myself, and I'm in my 50s, and I will say this, you will never get over it. You will never get over it. But I'll say this, each person that speaks, we owe it to every life that's in the mother's womb, and I'll tell you why, because each person that's fighting right now must be thankful to their mother, their father, and the God in heaven that gave them life upon this earth that they can fight for many things. But how dare we deny life to someone, child, in the womb? It is unright. Well, it okay. is not So fair. we get it what you're saying, you, that you don't appreciate it, you think it's wrong. Um, it's wrong I, I happen to period. subscribe to the captain's perspective on this. Is whatever I think about abortion, it's not my life, it's not my body, it's none of my business. Um, but a lot of the people on the anti-abortion side of things seem to think that it is their business. So I have to ask you, Silicia, uh, do you want to see these women punished somehow beyond just, as you said, it's it's a decision that's hard to make, that it may, it may haunt them for the rest of their life? You just have to ask them one question. You have to say, did your mother grant you life upon this earth that you can speak? And you owe that to the child. Obvious that womb. they that they they did. Um, but I'm asking you: Do you think that that it's sufficient that the punishment is in the act itself, and the the difficulties that the woman may face dealing with with living with that for the rest of her life, or do you think that there should be some sort of legal punishment, like a prison sentence or a death sentence? What do you think? The punishment she will receive will be from the Heavenly Father. It is not for man to do that. Okay. 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 So it you're not you're father. not advocating for I'm not I'm not advocating that you put them in prison. Okay. Because once you make a decision, that's the decision you must live with. All right. Fair enough. When you're on the when you're in the land, you follow the laws of the land. But life is not just from man on the earth. We are in our trinity with the Father in heaven. But you would Everybody oppose, just agree. to clarify, the government, if they passed a law against getting an abortion, you would oppose that? Um, oppose it? Yeah. Get an abortion? No, you would oppose the I, law I would not stand, I, prohibiting it. I would, not, I would not stand for it because I was on both sides, and okay. I understand it. All right. And I'll say it again. It's you a fair position, I think. I think that's a fair position. Thank you, Celestia, for, uh, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The, and I, I don't know whether she's in the minority or the majority of the people who oppose abortion. I'm, I am curious yeah. about that. I do know a number of females 
whom have had an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the ones that I know who are willing to talk about it, uh, probably 50-50 as to whether or not, you know, it has affected them in some way. You know, at least that's what that's they what say. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't have any real numbers. Who knows numbers, if they cry you know, themselves to sleep yeah, at night, right? Yeah. Or, you know, is there a point where you get a, But the other thing that I have to say is when people have very strong feelings about, uh, like this caller did, mm-hmm. uh, about uh, life and the respect for life and, you know, all life is important and, uh, you know, she attributes it to, uh, you know, God and, you know, all of that kind of a thing. Where are these people when it comes to war, for example? A lot of them have been supportive of war over the years. You know, I, I, governments, not just the United States, are continually dropping bombs on each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and sending children to uh, to go over and sending and children to kill other people's children because yep. they won't you know pick up a gun and fight each other themselves these politicians right so where's all of the outrage like there's a whole bunch of outrage about abortion right now because of the Roe versus Wade thing and it's all over the news and frankly I'm kind of tired of hearing about yeah. it but whatever oh you're we'll gonna talk hear more about, about it. Oh, I, the, I, the, I know. the decision hasn't even official I yet. I expect we'll talk more about it here tonight so sure. uh, but. You know, it it really sort of irks me that these people, you know, get up on their high horse, talk about the value of life and, mm-hmm. you know, humanity and all that, when there is such silence from a lot of these same people when it comes to the atrocities of war. Not only silence, but flag waving in a lot of cases. It, indeed. Like cheering. Yes. Of, uh, of what goes on. Excuse making. Yes. Uh, covering for that stuff. I think that one of the differences is that from the people who, let's just, let's just say... To be ge- oh, maybe overgeneralizing a little bit, that the people on the uh, anti-abortion or sorry the uh, yeah the anti-abortion side might be from the right wing, and there may be some crossover or whatever, but it, it tends to seem to be like a, a right wing issue, and the people on the right also love themselves the military. Now that's not say, not to say the Democrats don't. Hmm. The Democrats love themselves a war and they love themselves a military. Of course the Democrats love war more when the Democrats are in charge. And the Republicans love war more when the Republicans are in right. charge. But both of these sides just love it when the flag waves and the tanks roll and the jets fight and then yeah. the you know all this stuff happens. So they they really get into it. And we're programmed t- to some extent by going to the government schools where they talk about all the glorious wars that the U.S. has been in and, oh, you know, defeating Hitler and, you know, you fill in the blank, the bad guy. Or yeah, whatever. There, people have been, I, I want to say, brainwashed into believing that war is noble. Mm-hmm. I, oh, oh, my kid's joined the military. I'm so proud of him. They're fighting for freedom. He's, he's going to go and, and you know, murder some other people for uh, that he's never met. And has no quarrel with because some guy in a suit told him to do it. Well, if it weren't for that, then we would all be speaking German now. That's not true. No, that's total propaganda. But that's what people believe. They really do believe that. And so I think that given the the swell of the feel of nationalism and patriotism and this this feeling that makes people side with war makes them completely blind to or to just sort of take in stride all of the innocent life that is, I mean, is crushed under it. And, and it seems so obvious to us, but to them, it's just like, well, there's a price you have to pay for living in a free society. Those are the things they tell themselves about that. Like this, this, this taking of life, right? Whether, you know, it's uh, the opinion of like our last caller believes abortion is 
uh, murder, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, according to her beliefs. And then there's like lives that you know have gone on, and you know they're in their teens or twenties or whatever, and and they're out either doing killing or being killed because they're trying to kill the other guy, whatever. Like both of these things are supported by statism, mm. right? Either in passing a law for or against it, because this thing uh, seems to be flip flopping at least through the course of my life. I'm about to be. 50 years old here pretty shortly so in the course of my life like the this abortion issue the roe versus wade thing has come up and gone away and come up and gone away and come up and gone away so it feels like it's oh this again right it's like mm-hmm. a rerun oh i've seen this episode i'll change the channel you know that's kind right. of my perspective on it but it, it's taking a life either way and and my perspective on abortion is if you're gonna do it and it's something you want to do i'm not going to stop you no nope. right i don't see any of these people who think it's wrong like and I don't mean like protesting at like an abortion clinic. I mean going out and stopping people from having abortions. I don't mm. see many of that, many of those people happening. So it's just like everything else that becomes a political issue. Nobody's going to put any skin in the actual game. You know what I mean? They're going to let other people do it. They're going to let other people. They don't want to, you know, oh, you're concerned with the Ukraine? Why aren't you in the Ukraine right mm. now? Right? Oh, you're Good concerned question. with it. Why aren't you stopping abortions right now? Sometimes they have like a protest out in front of a clinic or, or whatever. Yeah, but, but that's it. Well, enough, well, they can't physically, or they shouldn't, uh, physically restrain somebody. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join us, share your thoughts on Free Talk Live. Talk Live. The phones are open. The live Saturday show continuing here. The number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. It's 603-283-6160. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Uh, we give them away, and, and that includes archives that go back for many years. It's apparently very important to everybody to find out where everybody stands on abortion. Where do you stand on abortion? Where do you stand on abortion? Where do I stand on abortion? I don't think yeah, anybody no. should be standing on abortions. That sounds kind of gross. I'm with you. Let's go to the phones because this topic has come up and it's hard to keep it down once that happens. We go to Jill in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jill. As far as I've managed to reason it out, what I think is if it can fight and kick and try and well, during the procedure, that pretty well shows that it's a it's a human individual with independent existence. Hmm. But when somebody's dying and he's hooked up to a respirator or something, when he doesn't have any more brain waves, that's when they pull the plug, as I understand it. Not all the so time, if- though. Like oftentimes, folks will be kept on, you know, some version of life support until the family can make a decision, you know, as to whether or not they want to or when they mm-hmm. want to or, you know, if there's some hope that they may come out of, you know, like a coma or something like that. Well, if it's a coma, that's one thing. But I think, I don't know, but I think they there's some brain activity even when somebody's in in a coma. I believe they can tell this by machine. Uh, if I'm wrong, you can let me know. Yeah, I, think, I think I think you're correct, but their ability to, like, fight and kick and, you know, that kind of thing is... is doesn't exist when they're in that state. That's true. No, but no, but when the, the, I think the brain waves is a is a thing that may, makes a difference between a rational being and not. And I think uh, 
if that's the the standard at the end of life, it seems logical to put it at the beginning. Okay. Uh, I, I don't remember which host it was. I don't know if it was Peakless Mountaineer who said that he thought that the line should be drawn at the first breath. That that was a good, no. easy line to draw. Um, so everybody's got their opinion about this, but the difference, but of course, the being... Waves, you see, that I, I don't know that... I would not be prepared to tell a woman that she could not have an abortion before the before the fetus had brain waves. Uh, I have never been in that situation myself, though. But, I mean, that's, as far as I've managed to reason it out, that's what I think about Fair enough, Jill. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. At least on this call, this hour so far, yeah. we've actually had all women calling about abortions. Well, so. and, that, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, is that we have... A variety of responses. Yes. A variety of opinions. Almost like a marketplace of ideas. Almost. Yeah. No, it is very much a marketplace of ideas. And so because there are so many different ways to look at this, it obviously does not belong in the hands of the state. Of the state. Where one size fits all. And if you don't follow the rules you go to prison yeah it's either uh, you do it our way or you go to prison or yeah. you pay fines or whatever it is like nobody should be forcing anybody else to somebody else's preference much less through the magic of government totally agree the number is 603-283-6160 let's talk to steve he's on the line in north georgia steve you're on free talk live with ian and the captain how are you guys doing tonight? steve what's on your mind um, so I wanted to, I had two questions for you guys. One is I keep hearing about the Shire, um, and I've seen videos of you, Ian, like getting pulled over and they're like, Hey, do you have your registration? And you're like, it's registered with the Shire. Um, what exactly is that? Is it like an actual government that y'all see to, or is it, um, is it a gimmick? Are you just trolling cops? What is that? Uh, well, why you would think a bunch of voluntarists would ever, would ever create a government is is confusing to me. But uh, no, it's not a government. Uh, the Shire Society was formed, I believe, in 2010 at the Summertime uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival. There was uh, dozens of people that gathered together to several dozen to sign the Shire Society Declaration. You can read it for yourself uh, over at ShireSociety.com. It's a very simple one-page statement of basically personal independence. It's essentially a a declaration of personal independence from the idea of the state. And the concept was, well, the, the state loves to tell us, well, you live in society. You're part of society, and so therefore you have to do what we say. And so the idea was, well, let's make our own society because a society is, if you look up the definition of it, it is a group of people who've come together voluntarily. That's mm-hmm. the key word, voluntarily to achieve a common goal, typically. Right. And so okay. the state, of course, when they tell you that you're part of their society, they're just lying uh, because, again, society is always voluntary. I suppose if you voluntarily want to be part of their society, then that's your business. But the rest of us would rather not participate in that. And so we created an alternative society, a society of peaceful people who love liberty and uh, and everyone who has signed that document is part of the Shire Society. So that's what the Shire is. The Shire is uh, as much a state of mind as it is a physical place. Of course, the physical place is here in New Hampshire. Does that answer your question, Stephen? That does. And I am. I hope that that becomes like reality one day. I hope that one day you can have that vision and that society 
without uh, outside government influence. Um, I really do ha- hope that happens. Well, I mean, but it's right? a reality today in that we signed a piece of paper. I mean, that's what the the government guys did, right? A few hundred, couple hundred years ago, they they signed a piece of paper. Well, we signed a piece well, of paper so, too. So that's that's all the same level of real. It's just that right now there are still psychopaths who are wielding guns and uh, handcuffs that will throw you in cages if you don't go along with what their belief system is. So our beliefs are as real as theirs are. It's just they're willing to use violence to enforce theirs, and we're not. Well, there's there's one aspect that they did that y'all haven't done yet, and that is brainwashing rid yourself. No. Rid yourself of the other guy, right? So the British were here in the Americas, and the founding fathers of the Americas was like, hey, were, were like, hey, we don't want you here anymore, and they eventually shoved him out, right? Um, and I, I'm not advocating revolution. I'm not advocating. Yeah, violence. we're not taking that I, that uh, yeah. that tact. Uh, but one of the things that is happening here in New Hampshire is there is a movement amongst liberty-minded people for what's known as secession mm-hmm. in other words yeah. uh, just sort of becoming instead of uh, you know a state within the united states just becoming our own independent state yep there is okay. that Stephen, thanks yeah, for the call tonight, man. Appreciate it. The number is 603-283-6160. Yeah, uh, I get what he's saying, that previous secessions have involved uh, violence, but this one is specifically a peaceful movement. Yep. Uh, the CACR 32, which was the potential ballot measure that would have asked the people of New Hampshire how they felt about it, uh, specifically used the term peaceful yeah. secession. Well, and I'm, peaceful glad, I'm glad you uh, pointed out the definition of society as well, because yeah. far too often in my experience, people think that society and government are one and the same. No, not at all. Right, Because there's that whole phrase about taxation is the price you pay to live in society. No, yeah, no. taxation is the price you pay to not get arrested by bastards with guns who want to throw you in a cage if you don't do what they tell you to. Correct. So, yeah, society is a separate entity from government. And there's no reason why we have to do as Stephen suggested and eliminate these people from uh, our physical whereabouts. All I want them to do is just leave us the F alone. That's sufficient to me. Like, if y'all want to have your violent government and pay them money and go and die for them in their wars... Be my guest. Yeah. It's your life. You can sacrifice it for some man in Washington, D.C. if you want to. Or better yet, if you feel strongly about a topic, go and do something about that topic. Go there physically you yourself. Know? If you, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, any topic, pick one. Uh, Trump was trying to build a wall. Mm-hmm. The, go build it. Right? Yeah. Get your ass down to the border and, you know, grab a shovel, bring some concrete with you, whatever it is, and do it yourself. Don't just talk about what you feel the government should do because all you're doing is taking and pointing the guns of government at a bunch of other people and forcing them to your preference. Sure, that's all the government is. It's just a group of people with guns that changes hands from time to time i mean ultimately nothing significant really changes whether it's democrats or republicans that are in charge of it but they certainly want you to think that there's a significant difference and most people have been uh, snookered by this false difference between these two groups so uh if you want to weigh in here you can join us at 603-283-6160 but yeah i i don't care if people want to continue to throw their lives away to the state i mean you can throw your life away doing all kinds of things you know it's yeah. your life you can do what you want i mean look at rock stars yeah i think it's a shame but you do you man just yeah. leave me out of it 
The number is 603-283-6160. That's the problem. They won't just leave us alone. They won't just leave the people that want to have their own, you know, freedoms beat. In fact, that's what we started the show talking about. One lady's getting her house stolen from her for missing a $900 property tax payment. And they're not not—they're not going to give her the, uh, the rest of the house sale. They're keeping it all. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. And we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube. And it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, kicking off the second hour here, live Saturday show. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, we got a piece of physical mail, which doesn't happen very often. Snail mail. Uh, And it came from a prisoner. We'll share that with you. On the way here. Oh, tonight. I got something about prisons to talk about too. Okay, we can do that. Uh, plus, your calls—they're rolling in here, so we're going to go back to the phones. We started out the show with a story from Reason.com about a woman, and she's not the only one, but they—they they focus on a couple different people here who've been uh, have their homes stolen by their city government gangs over a missed property tax payment. One of them got their house taken for as little as an $8 debt. The other woman, $900. Rather than giving them another chance, rather than trying to negotiate, they just came right in, stole their home, sold them, and kept all the revenue. Heartless bastards. Yes, indeed. But they're supposedly good people. They're just trying to do their jobs, Captain. Right? Nope. No. No. You can't be a good person and steal somebody's house from them. I I just don't think that's possible. Yeah. Is that, well, I'm just following the letter of the law. Well, if the law is making you do bad things, uh, otherwise stop good it. people, stop it. You're yeah. the tyrant. All right. Back to, though, your phone calls and thoughts. we got Van on the line listening in South Carolina. Van, you're on Free Talk Live in Columbia. Hey, hello. How hey. you guys doing? What's on your mind today? Yeah. The uh, the tax thing, that, that happened to a dear friend of mine. She... She uh, grew up in this house. Her parents died. Her dad died 10 years later. Her mom dies. Leaves her the house. It's paid for. Mm-hmm. But it was a real rural area, and there was a lot of property. Mm-hmm. And, th- and this woman's a little bipolar, you know, has some issues. And, uh, yeah, she fell behind a few months. They came and took that house. And wow. she's still wrecked by it. This happened about eight, nine years ago. And did and they I, pay her anything heard, for it? Or did they no. take all the revenue? Oh, they they took on because she went away heartbroken and wow. didn't didn't follow it up, and it would cost her tons of money to get a lawyer, and they didn't care. And you're right, you know, our our taxes are paying these guys' salaries. Sure. 
So, you know, I was so disgusted by it, I, I had to just vent a little bit. Because uh, where is she now, by the way? What happened when she lost her home? Was she able to, you know, did she like go couch surf for a few years until she could get an apartment? Bounced around. She's okay now. Mm. I mean, she's my old girlfriend, but we're still real good friends. Yeah, sure. And uh, came to Florida with me for a while. Blah blah blah. But it just wrecked her because she was supposed to be in that house forever. And it was it was more than nine hundred dollars. But come on, they didn't work with her. You know, and, and they didn't take into account her, her mental condition. It's monstrous. And, uh, uh, yeah, they didn't work with her. And it was a nice house. And, and it Damn. just wrecked her, and she's still wrecked over it. So this isn't just something, oh, I lost my house. What a bummer. No, nah, these are people's homes. Yeah, well, in her case, in it, was, uh, it was a hand-me-down. You know, it was something from yeah. uh, a generational yeah. house, not just any, any old house. Heir- right? Heirloom, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I just had to say... Yeah, these bureaucrats and this tax stuff. I, I owe the ta- I owe the IRS money. I don't care. They can come get their seven grand from me. I'm done. Well, they will. <laughs> Good for you, man. If you've got a bank account, oh, they're coming in. Day. I don't have one yet. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but I just want to let you guys tell that story, man, because it is so heartbreaking what happens yeah. to these people. I'm about to cry about because this woman is a nice woman. It's I, you She's know it's sweetheart. it's tragic when you hear somebody lose their house to a fire. Yeah. But at least then you don't yeah. have the insult of some bureaucrat coming in there and being able to benefit from it. Uh, it's just awful. Yeah, and uh, your homeowner's insurance, by the way, does not have any type of a thing where you can insure your home against nope. the government. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, exactly, Van. Man. Appreciate your call well, tonight. Hey, thanks to you guys, thanks, man. Keep fighting. It, it, br- uh, it brings to mind a, another way that governments will take property from people. Uh, for example, I was reading about this. So many ways. In so many ways. Yeah, there are so many ways. And they mm-hmm. it's frequent. These things aren't like, this isn't an isolated instance. But uh, think about uh, inflation's been a big topic recently. And we'll for continue. A lot of people. And we'll con- I mean, it's going to continue to inflate. So, yeah. yes. So, imagine somebody in uh, 1962 buying a small house on a piece of property, a little small piece of property, yeah. for, say, $25,000, <laughs> because that was possible in 1962. Sure. Uh, and now, now you can't even get a car for that much. <laughs> no. Now, if they were to sell that property, it would be let's just call it two hundred thousand dollars for the sake of easy it's math. On the low side, but I, yeah, okay. So, because the number of dollars that government deems it's worth now is two hundred thousand dollars, that means that the person who bought and paid off that house, bought and paid in full for twenty five thousand dollars back in nineteen sixty two, now owes a number of dollars equivalent to the government's value of that house in taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, considering what the average, we'll say, uh, what, what's the thing people collect when they. Uh, they retire, but it's not a pension. It's a, uh, not a social pension. security. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, average person's social security isn't really enough. I mean, maybe it'll pay the taxes on the property. Maybe it won't. Maybe, yeah. but there's there's this intersection of how much money are they able to collect from either their pension or their social security, and how much does the government say that their property is worth? Sure. Where like one is going to override the other, and now they can't even afford to live in a place Got that's fully paid off. Yep. Got to sell it and downgrade in that particular case if you want to keep living in the same town. Or the government just takes it when you can't afford to pay. And, of course, you have to wonder how many of these people that have the state come in and steal their home from them actually stick around and keep living there. You know, (laughs) they got it in for you. Uh, Matthew Hodges, by the way, and the county's lawyer in the story that we were sharing with you from Reason.com argues 
that, uh, quote, there couldn't be anything more fair than informing property owners of what's going to happen, giving them time to act and letting them make an informed choice. (laughs) They're acting like government has like an exquisite customer service department. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. This is uh, Christina Martin. She's a senior attorney at the Pacific Legal Foundation who is against this procedure of stealing people's homes. She says, do you think if he knew he owed $8, he would have paid it? Of course. He didn't know, and there wasn't the proper incentive to let him know. Unquote. In fact, the town says Stossel has the incentive not to let him know. Officials rarely tell people, pay or we'll take your home. Right. Towns that do this write notes in legalese. Quote, a tax lien acquired under a certain instrument of taking from the collector of taxes for the city and said instrument of taking covers a certain parcel of land. That's absolutely what it's like. Yeah, word salad. They can't say it in plain English that everybody right. else understands. Like, hey, you owe eight bucks, and if you don't pay, we're going to take your house. Yeah, and of course you do have to wonder when it comes to the tax sale which is the event that happens so they uh they go through this process of taking your home on paper right where they take the deed and they deed it to themselves basically due to the they're in they're in charge they run the deed office right so they deed the home over to the city and now you're living in a home that isn't even yours at that point and then they say all right well we're gonna have this tax sale it's gonna be on this date at this time city hall if you want to bid on the place, show up. And then uh, they take bidders who've proven they've got money in an account or something like that. They yep. don't They don't just get any old looky-loo right, in there. Yeah. And you have to wonder, how many of these people are city-connected? Like, how many of these people that are bidding on these homes are, like, the wife of the city manager? No, the or brother-in-law. His brother. Or, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, hey, we got a real sweet one coming up. Yeah. You know? Despite the Michigan Supreme Court ruling, judge dismissed Hall's case because the government did not make the pro- the government itself did not make the profit. In her case, the town gave her home to a private business. That business, the Southfield Neighborhood Revitalization Initiative, then sold the house and kept the money. And so that answers your question. Wow! About how, how many of these people are like city connected? Apparently, you go. this guy was at they least just gave it to this uh, this other group. Like, hey, Bob, want a free house? Yeah, which you you better believe there are people that know people on that Southfield Neighborhood Revitalization Initiative. You know they got friends in the the town. And like the more multisyllabic words some sort of organization like that has, usually the more nefarious it is. Yeah, well, here's how they're going to revitalize the neighborhood by stealing homes from everybody who's on the the, the precipice of financial calamity and kicking them out. We're going to take the property away from the people we don't think are vital, and we're going to give it to people that we do think are vital. The business says it uses the town's donations to maintain attractive, safe neighborhoods, protect and raise property values. Martin, the attorney, said government shouldn't be able to steal from its own people and then give it over to their friends. But that's all that they do. (laughs) Yeah, that's all they do. They're just doing it in a different way than normal in this case. Normally, when they take taxes from people, that is also theft. It is also stealing. It's extortion. And they always give it to their friends. That's just the game. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. That's why they shouldn't exist. This is Free Talk Live. Live Saturday show here. We'll take your calls and thoughts about what you want. The number is 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's Ian. And the captain. 
We're going to go back to your calls here in just a moment. Uh, more people want to talk about abortion, of course, because somebody brought it up, and so it's been the bulk of the show so far tonight. But we did start out by talking about this uh, story about yet another person victimized by city government gangs, uh, having their home stolen from them, and then, in this particular case, given to a local government-affiliated agency... And then they just sold the thing and pocketed all the profits. So the woman, yeah. Tawanda Hall, lived in Southfield, Michigan. She owed $900, was behind on uh, property tax payments, on a payment plan, but she missed a payment. And as a result of that, there was no forgiveness. There was no, oh, it's okay, we'll give you another month, or no warning, yeah. or whatever. They just came in and said, well, you missed a payment. It's ours now. <laughs> yeah, the odd thing about government is they are their own collection agency. So That's they true. don't farm that out to anybody else. and well, they got goons with guns, so we'll do it, whatever they ask. And I don't want to be Captain Obvious, but I don't think it's been said. This comes up frequently when talking about property, when talking about taxes, but you never actually own your property. That's true. Period. You're renting it from them. Yes. And if you want You're evidence of that. You're expected to keep it up, though. You're expected to yeah. you know, make sure you jump through yeah. all the hoops they put up for you. If, if you want evidence... Just don't pay your property. Like, have a piece of property that's completely paid off, yep. and then don't pay your taxes. Watch what happens. See what happens. They might give you a threatening letter, and then another threatening letter, and then eventually, and I know in New Hampshire, it's a two-year period. So you've got two years to kind of work it out, yeah. right? And if uh, if you're still in arrears or whatever, you still uh, haven't paid whatever they're demanding, they just take it. Not all states are like that. It. No, I, that's probably true. Uh, in this case, they gave the home. So she tried to bring a court case... But it was dismissed because the government didn't make the profit off of selling the home. The government just stole the home, the town of Southfield, Michigan, and then gave it to a quote-unquote business called the Southfield Neighborhood Revitalization Initiative. And we speculated aloud. I had not read this far in the in the story. Yeah. Uh, we speculated aloud that the people behind the Southfield uh, Neighborhood Revitalization Initiative were likely tied in very closely with the people that run the city of Southfield. And sure enough... Who's, who's it run by, Ian? According to John Stossel's story here at Reason.com... They are run by the mayor and the city administrator. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, but it's not the city, so therefore the city's not held right. responsible for what it uh, it did. Oh, oh, they inserted layers of bureaucracy? Right. Oh, a different corporation benefited from this when they sold the house and pocketed every single dollar from it. And this it's, woman is out on the streets. It's such horse hockey. Uh, Stossel said, I wanted to interview them, but guess what? Oh, they, they refused. Neither of them would agree to talk to him. Yeah. I'm surprised, says Stossel, how common this kind of government home theft is. If you're behind on taxes, even just $10 behind, 11 states allow local governments to sell your home and keep all of its value. In Massachusetts, a 66-year-old grandmother is, quote, sleeping in her car right now, says Martin. The city took her property, turned around and sold it within days of evicting her. Although the debt was just $30,000, they sold her home for 242000 and kept the difference. The Pacific Legal Foundation has gotten three states to stop engaging in this home equity theft. That's good, but again, there are still 11 where this is completely yeah, legal. Any version of this uh, 
civil asset forfeiture, whatever you, whatever flavor they're calling it these days. Any version of this is horrible. It's yeah. horrific, and it only goes to illustrate what a horrific organization type the people calling themselves government are. You know, the one thing I feel like is missing from this story uh, by John Stossel is actually to go ahead and give us that list. I don't know. Of the states? Yeah. What, yeah. what states? What, what uh, are the 11? Yeah. Who, who are these people? We'll have to write a Dear John letter. Not that kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go back to your phone calls and thoughts here. Uh, open phones, as always, here on Free Talk Live. Dana is on the line. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Did, did you buzz me, Ian? It's you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. It, it beats really weird this time. It didn't sound like you picked up. Okay. I want to address something the captain said, but first I'll go to Josie. So she talked about the soul floating in and out, mm-hmm. and because some people told her, and you made a very good point, and um, we don't always agree, but your point was you can't prove that scientifically, which you can't. So this is what I have to say to Josie, and then I'll address the captain. There's only 10 commandments. One of them says, thou shalt not kill. It didn't put any stipulations on that commandment. God just said, thou shalt not kill. I'm going to sigh. I'm in trouble then because I've killed a lot of mosquitoes. Yeah, and flies. Okay, yeah, me too. Me too. We're both destined for hell. But that being said, he didn't say anything about if it has a soul, if the soul floated in or floated out. Mm -hmm. Um, That that is absolutely asinine what she said about the floating. But let's just go on her premise. So it's not murder if a spirit floats in and out. I have two questions to her, and then I'll talk to the captain. What if you, you abort when the soul goes in? For those people who don't feel or see. I think we're kind of losing your signal. I don't know if you're indoors on a oh, cell phone. Can or you something. hear me now? That's much better now. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll stay Ask that right again. Here. Go ahead. One more time. Okay. So the, her premise was um, it's not murder if. Uh, the soul, because the soul floats in and out. So my two questions to her is, what if the soul floats in while you're aborting? So that's the first question. Apparently, she can't wrap her brain around, you know, um, a free thought of thinking. She didn't think that one up. And the second one is, um, even if there wasn't a soul, what about the pain Self by the human being, because we all know that partial, or most of us know partial birth abortion involves delivering the baby part way, poking a hole in the skull, and sucking, using suction to pull the brain out while the baby's alive. And that's right up until, right till birth, they can do that. And then the other one is dismemberment, where you suck the parts off the baby, including the head. So that's my comment to her. One last thing I want to say. She snidely said, I I detected the tone in her voice, that it's only evangelicals and Catholics. She needs to do some research before she gets on a national radio station and makes false claims. It is the majority of Americans. Now, my comment to the captain. Mm -hmm. First of all, captain, um, uh, I just want to lead in with this thing. You know, the left is real, not you, Captain, but the left in general is real big on science. Follow the science. Follow the science. That's nonsense. Science is a convenience for them when they want to push through their left-wing agenda or or evil agenda. In this case, it's evil. Because the American Pediatric Association 
comprised of doctors and scientists, say that the minute the sperm fertilizes the egg, it is a completely separate being. Well, I think we've had four different opinions here tonight, from <laughs> yeah. uh, all from women. Thank you, Dana, for the call. But also, too, like uh, there's there's something called uh, test tube babies, right? Yeah. Where there, there's no person involved, and so in order to do those tests and that kind of thing, they have to combine an egg with a sperm. And like, if you terminate that, is that an abortion? I think she would have argued that it was, uh, but she's gone now. Number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. One thing you can say for sure is that people do not agree on this topic, and they never will. No, they so we need to have a national divorce. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian. And the captain. And phones are open as always. Bring up whatever is on your mind. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. You ready to start learning about cryptocurrency? It's been on sale over the last uh, few weeks here with Bitcoin sitting at around $30,000 today. Might be a good opportunity. It is definitely on sale. Some people say it's going to keep going down, but of course, we have no idea what the future holds. Over time, it has tended to go upwards over the years. There, there are there people. Have been dips. Yeah, there are people who have purchased, you know, when it was at $60,000. And they are probably feeling pretty bad. <laughs> who are right bluesing. I, I read about apparently a guy killed himself because of the dip. Oof. Right? He's like, oh, my fortune is gone. Just it's like, hold on. No, just, just hold on. I think unless you had Luna and uh, UST, in which case, yeah, I think that ain't. Yeah, I think back. I think specifically this guy was heavy in Luna. But, yeah, oof, but, that's rough. But still, like, uh, have some patience, people. Like, don't overreact. It's still yeah. early days in the market. Like, do you think people who invested in, oh, I don't know, uh, early search engines, mm. right? You know, do you think that you know? Oh no, it's all got no. They they stuck with it, you know, and. Or, or Microsoft or something like that, right? You know, when you throw your money at something as an investment, then, you know, be patient. Now, it, I'm a proponent of actually spending it and using it and that kind of a thing. I, I, I spend it frequently. Um, and so, you know, I like that kind of thing because if people aren't spending it, well, then what real use is it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I could just stick my dollars into a savings account somewhere, you know, uh, that type of a thing. So I like to spend it. I'm with you. I wish I could. Unfortunately, I'm yeah. on some bail conditions right now that prohibit me from doing just that. Yeah. So well, I'm forced well, to hopefully use I'm, this. I'm picking up your, your light work around town well, I anyway. Appreciate, I appreciate that. You know, at least in a couple it places. It sucks to be forced to use something that I basically consider to be evil. You uh, still use goldbacks, though, right? US dollar. Yeah, I do use goldbacks okay. wherever I can, right. uh, which isn't in, in as many places because yeah. it's, it's newer technology. The goldbacks have only been out for a few years now. Uh, but there are still a couple places in town that There's a few, uh, you yeah. can spend them, which is very nice. Let's go to uh, more of your calls and thoughts here. I believe we have Peakless Mountaineer on the line. Uh, Peakless? That you do. All right. Did you find a peak? Ha! I never will find a peak. <laughs> All right. Just checking. Just heading upward and upward. Yeah, one foot after the other. What's on your mind tonight? You couldn't make it in uh, this evening due to car troubles. so It's going around. Yeah, yeah. One broke down, the other stolen. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, not in that order. But, yeah, you know, the goons, they like to steal your property if you don't give them money. <gasps> they, wait, oh, the government balls. gang stole your car? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's intense. 
Yep, yep. Filed for it because uh, they're supposed to do a thing called due process. Mm-hmm. And they even, you know, went to the trouble of saying, hey, watch out. We might give you a summons. And I'm like, great. I would love to talk to a judge about how you've been treating me. Sure. But uh, no, no, they just decided to tow it off instead. Off of your own property? Oh, no, off of uh, Public Street. Uh, Bastards. They are more likely to do that. Uh, yeah, so you know, legally parked and all, but uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's wow. not what I really wanted to call about tonight. Okay, what were you calling about? So um, I I wanted to uh, tie together uh, the two topics that you've had so far, actually. Okay. So um, uh, an earlier caller uh, mentioned the uh, the brainwave thing, and I, I really appreciated that because it, it shows uh, actually how there's a, a big ambiguity both in when life begins. And in when life ends, and as you guys have been saying, I mean, this is something that, like, there's reasonable arguments in different places. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I'm right, and, you know, it's going to be really hard to, to dissuade me, and I'm sure that's true of a lot of people. But sure. I can still recognize that everyone's, you know, making reasonable arguments. Yeah. So The and, only and people who are being thing. unreasonable are the ones that want to shoot somebody or throw them in a cage over having a difference of opinion on this issue. Yeah, I would say right. that that you are right, Peakless Mountaineer, uh, for yourself, right? You have an opinion of, of what, you know, all of these things are. And for you, you are correct. Now, uh, the thing that I don't want to see is uh, people forcing their opinions on other people. And they do that, of course, through the state. Mm. Absolutely right. And to tie that into the uh, the other uh, stolen property, uh, the house that got taken for nine hundred or eight dollars or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, and also a caller called in about like, well, what did you mean? I'm uh, I'm part of the Shire Society, and there there is actually some legal precedent in the uh, the British courts for that. So they they had a lot of uh, a lot of immigrants from uh, India and Pakistan, and what some of those people I, I think it was uh, an Indian group in particular they they had formed their own you know sort of uh, of society within Britain, mm. and when they went into court, it's like well so this is against your norms, but it's absolutely within the norms of my culture. So uh, and their whole argument was no I'm I'm part of this society over here. Now, I'm physically in this area, sure, but I'm actually part of this society, and if I'm going to be tried, I have to be tried by this society according to its laws. That'd be great. Did that actually work for them? Uh, it did, surprisingly enough. I mean, uh, the the court. Uh, I mean, the, the court does absolutely everything in its power to make sure that it doesn't appear foolish on anything, and it doesn't want to, you know. Uh, uh, do a lot of bells and whistles when it's like, oh, right, you are outside of our jurisdiction. So they just kind of, you know, quietly closed the case on that person. Wow. Awesome. But uh, there, there is some legal precedent to point out that, okay, look, you are part of this society. I am not a part of that society. I am a part of this society over here. We have a full, coherent, and cogent society that follows its own laws and uh, and is civilized and gets along peacefully and well. And you should just recognize that I'm a part of this society. And that is really how to, to solve this whole problem with uh, not knowing where life begins. 
is to have different societies that to which Absolutely. people belong that have different uh, ways of handling this. Well, and right. you could reduce that to a society of one, right? If I don't want to belong to any particular... I don't know if you can have a society of one. Why not? I don't know. Well, I, think you have to be a, I think it has to be a group of people. I mean, basically, you're a hermit at that point, and yeah. uh, good luck feeding yourself. I mean... It, well, right, but I'm talking about humans, this particular topic, right? do not I, behave that way. Yeah, I'm talking about Humans this particular topic. Anyone? Sorry, go ahead. What, what what you're saying is that really society or not society, you know, whether you belong to one or not, is kind of irrelevant to me because this is a preference issue. This is a personal preference issue. Abortion to me is a personal preference issue. Mm, I, you, I gotta completely disagree. You with prefer you, <laughs> you prefer what you think is right. Other people prefer what they think is right. Whether it agrees with your perception or not, that's what they think. And there's so no, many varieties no, of what people think that it's a no, preference that has issue. Nothing to, me. to do with preference at all. This has to do with definitions. So I mean, I can. I, I, it doesn't matter if I prefer to murder you. That's unacceptable. I mean, that's preference. Now, it's definitions, though. Okay, we can very clearly define. Okay, you're a human being. You you're a moral agent. I, I don't know. Have I haven't a right. I haven't heard a clear definition of when life begins on this program yet tonight. Well, I, I can tell you when I, I can tell you the clearest definition I can muster. Well, and, and, and certainly that's, that's one that, that not everybody breath, can agree. And I'll tell you why. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I, and you may not agree with me, but I can tell you why at least. And we believe in property rights. That's that's our whole thing. Life, mm -hmm. liberty and property, which is really all the same thing. When you mix your labor with nature. That's when we are certain you have property. And as soon as you took that first breath, we can be certain that you mixed your labor with nature. Now, at that point, this body is yours, and I am obligated to defend it. Uh, with that well, logic, though, wouldn't that make, uh, you know, the, the act of conception, you know, wouldn't that, uh, if I were the father, wouldn't that mean that I have put in the labor, and thus now that child is my property? Oh, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, hold that thought no, there, People's Mountaineer. Let's, we'll, uh, let's get back to it. We'll bring you back here in just a moment. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. You can share your thoughts with us here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. Live Saturday show. Phones well, are open. We are doing a show, aren't we? We're here doing a thing, as we do every night, 7 to 10 at night Eastern time. You can always join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. You can download episodes of the show there one, on, one at a time, or you can just subscribe to our podcast feed or feeds. We have more than one. That we offer. There's uh, at least three that I can think of. There's the full sh uh, the full feed, which has all the things we put out, full shows, digests, etc. There's the digest only feed for those of you who are time challenged and would prefer to have uh, Riley Blake uh, cut down a two hour show into a, a twenty or thirty minute show. Mm. And then there's the full shows only feed. You can get all of those over at feeds.freetalklive.com. Just drop it in your favorite podcast client, and then you will automatically receive episodes as they are released 
instantaneously uh, in your client when they are available. So check that out at feeds.freetalklive.com. We're back with Peakless Mountaineer in New Hampshire. Normally he's in the studio with us, yeah. but he drives like more than an hour to get here every Saturday. And so it's not like he can, we can just grab him from across town if, if uh, his car is, is uh, out and they, uh, the government stole it uh, from you apparently this week. Peakless. So good to have you here on uh, the phone remotely. But you and the captain were talking about abortion. Uh, you had uh, suggested that the defining line for you was the idea of uh, when a baby takes its first breath. That is when you believe that it is a, a human being full on with rights. And we, we left a, off somewhere. Around we had there. a caller who said uh, it's when the the sperm fertilizes the egg, and then I made the statement. And we also had another caller who said that it was at some random point when the spirit enters. And she says you can prove that with science, but I I suspect that you can't. Right. And so I had made the statement that to me this seems to be an issue of preference, whereas you know because nobody can agree on you know anything really regarding this topic. Yeah, we've that, had yeah, several I, opinions, and, 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 and so because that that's it's, right. You say it's preference, and I say it's not preference at all. It's definition, and those are two different things. Well, people can't even agree on the definition of well sure. anything surrounding this. Yeah, so, to some people it's a fetus, like, to like another this, person this it's, a, it's a chocolate versus vanilla. This is what is that? People don't agree. I mean, like I said, some people say it's a fetus. Other people say no, it's a full-on human being with uh, full-on rights, and that's a huge uh, gulf of uh, between definitions there. Well, and and that's exactly it. It's a difference of definition, not of preferences. And I mean, a, a preference is is a small thing. Like we can go about our lives disagreeing with with preferences all day, and that's fine. That's great. That's wonderful. That just makes a better market for everyone. But we can't go about our lives disagreeing about the definitions of reality and have no friction with each other. Well, the friction comes in when somebody with a different definition or or preference wants to enforce that viewpoint on other people through the use of violence, yeah. namely the state. For example, I would prefer that there is no war, but I'm not prepared to force that on anybody else. Oh, I am. How can you force but, there to be no war? I don't know, but if I could, I would. <laughs> You don't strike me as the type of person. I've got it. I've got it. So if we like tracked down all of the people on earth who were actually creating these wars, you know, mostly politicians, and chained them up so that they couldn't speak to people and talk them into these terrible things because we've proven for a fact that they've caused the death of innocent people, that would be a way of forcing wars to stop. Yeah, then you just get more politicians to replace them. And, and, and now you're acting in, in the very way practical. of the state. I said, yeah. if I could, I would. I see what you're saying. All right. What's next? Did okay, we so, uh, so we have a disagreement about definitions. Now, the way to solve that is that you do have different societies. You go, okay, well, you know what? This set of people, like, these are the important definitions for them. And this set of people, these are the important definitions for them. And mm-hmm. usually they'll, they'll have a geographic difference, too, and be like, okay, well, watch yourself in that town because here are the rules over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, watch yourself in that town because here are the rules over there. Sure. Okay. And, and we've, we've seen that happen. And, and what if you, uh, you know, are a part of a society and, you know, you're uh, traveling abroad? 
uh, and something occurs to you, do you now have to obey the culture, the society uh, that you are, uh, you know, surrounded by, or do you still get to abide by your own society? Uh, I think that would depend well, on how insane the uh, the society is. Well, it depends on uh, two things. One, uh, where exactly are you? Like, are you in on the property of someone who's mixed their labor with nature, or has traded their mixed labor with nature for the thing that you're on? Mm-hmm. And what are your agreements with them? Okay. So let's say one society uh, believes that uh, it's totally okay to abort whenever, uh, up until birth, really. And then another society believes that it's never okay. Okay. Now, aren't you just illustrating, or I guess I'm illustrating, aren't aren't I just illustrating, hang on, hang on, aren't I just illustrating two different preferences? Those aren't preferences. Those are two different definitions. This is exactly what I would expect from a couple of libertarians arguing about this issue, is <laughs> well, to, no, like, to get bogged no, down it, on whether or not we're talking about preferences like, or definitions. A preference is chocolate versus vanilla. Right. Society A A prefers no abortion. Society B prefers uh, abortion whenever. Well, no, no. So that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter if you prefer abortion or not. It matters if you define abortion as murder. Because even if you prefer abortion, but you define it as murder, like, that's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you have an insane society, then you can define abortion as murder and do it anyway. But, like, those are insane people. Get out of there. Don't deal with those people. They'll kill you. Now, if you have a sane society, it doesn't matter if you prefer abortion. If you define it as murder, then you don't do it anyway. Right, but generally the sticking point isn't so much uh, whether abortion is preferred or not preferred. The sticking point is when is it considered life? It's a time issue, right? Some people think, oh, it's when the sperm uh, you know, fertilizes the egg. Other people go, well, it could be any time up until the, I don't know, third trimester. Yeah, so there's a couple of problems with that. Um, so one of your problems is, uh, prob- is like definitions changing based on what our technology level is. That's no way to run a society. Uh, another one is like, okay, I don't actually see the sperm or the egg. Like I can't, I can't personally verify when that moment occurs Mm -hmm. but it's it's like and again that might just be a technological problem but again that's kind of the same issue now i can tell you for sure that child cried then like that's when there was a gasp i heard that gasp i watched that mouth open air move from point a to point b i can verify it at the time of fertilization you can verify that no he's talking about when they take a breath Oh, I see. I, okay, I get you. Right. And, I mean, people like to lump things together because it makes for easier thinking, but the time of fertilization, like, for one thing, you're not actually fertilized by the first sperm. Uh, on average, it's the 13th sperm because that's how long it takes to wear down the uh, cell wall of the egg. Hmm. So, like, okay, is it when that, when that first sperm hits? Is it the 13th sperm? Is it when it actually starts to combine the DNA? Is it when it's done combining the DNA? Is it when it does the first cell division? There's all these 
like the ambiguities that people like to lump into one thing because it makes right. it easier thinking. And, and and who cares? Because we're not even watching this process. This is all just a model that we imagine is occurring. But I can tell you for sure, breath. Okay, breath. Labor, nature. I like mix. your argument. I mean, it makes it sure. makes a lot of sense to me. Of course, I don't have the the same religious uh, beliefs as some of our callers do. Well, sure. And, and, and that's the thing. So, like, and, and I respect that, and I and those are reasonable positions. I don't agree, but I respect their position. And look, you guys have your society, and like, who knows? Maybe your society will be so good in every other area that I'll just put up with disagreeing this, or maybe I'll have so many options for society as I can be a member, and I'll be like, no, this is exactly like yours, except for this one thing, and I prefer it over here. Well, that's definitely. And, what we need is more choices for people. Yes. Uh, people right. need to go together with like-minded uh, souls and have their society and not have to be constantly fighting over what the government does. Th- Peakless, as always, thanks for the input tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you, and hopefully we'll see you back here. Yeah, uh, and, and, just one, and just one quick note. I mean, if the government cared about the fact that you mixed your labor to build that house or to buy that house from someone who did, well, then that property would also be protected. But they don't care. Nope. And they are psychopaths. Thank you uh, for the call tonight. There's more coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. You're invited to join us. Phones are open as always. 603-283-6160. we got a question from prison on the way yes. on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones open here. Live Saturday show, number 603-283-6160. We're kicking off the third hour here tonight. It's Ian. And the captain. Uh, 603-283-6160. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Bring up anything you want. Uh, Coming up, I've got a letter from somebody in prison who's listening in Texarkana. And he's got a question about secession. We'll get into that coming up here in a bit. But first, we're going to go back to the phones and to your calls and thoughts. We have Stephen listening in Washington State. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. So about the abortion thing, my wife and I were talking about it last night. She was raised Catholic. I was raised Southern, not any real religion. However, she made the point that life starts when legs are up in the air because there's always a chance that you can get pregnant. And if you're taking that chance, you should be in the mind that it could happen. Mm-hmm. And if you're not out here having sex, doing things that are supposed to be for married people, and last time I checked, you know, that's that's my own belief. You know, I know y'all got your own. But okay. if, you know, people weren't out here having sex all willy-nilly, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't need to be an abortion thing. And, you know, it used to be sex was reserved for when you got married. Which is why you know, I don't the know woman if that's wore ever the white dress. True. Yeah, I, I mean, people well, have been banging for a long time. I mean, that's definitely I, what I certain that. religions specify. But no, given I, the human that, drive but, to reproduce, I guarantee you that there have been people that have been having sex outside of marriage, and a large number of them forever. I get that, but do you want some leftover after somebody else has already had something, <laughs> or would you like a, a something brand new? Again, Honestly, we're getting into I mean, preference no, no here. Yeah, really that's all about preferences, that... man. And uh, for me, it's, that's never been a requirement for any of my girlfriends. I mean, as long as they take care of themselves and they're not dirty, uh, that's that's no, all I'm that. concerned with. 
I get that. But, you know, every man wants something that's new. Nobody wants something that somebody else has already had. I mean, I, I personally don't want leftovers. I don't know if I agree. I, I mean, there's, yeah, I, you know, a woman with some experience in a lot of cases is far preferable to someone that has absolute, it, absolutely none. It depends on your goal, but, too. Like, if you're just, you know, that's out. That's why you teach. That's why you teach her how. I get know, what you're to, saying, man. I'm just telling you, not you. everybody has that preference. Yeah. It, may, it may be common, but it's not universal. Like, there was a time in my life when all I wanted to do was bang girls. And so exactly. that's that was my goal. All that I want to do that. And then when I did the thing, I'm like, okay, see ya, right? But right. but that changes over time for people, right? So I'm at a point in my it life does. now where like I that that's I can't even priority. I can't even deal with like a lot of the the, the young girls these days. <laughs> they're, they're just yeah, I know, I completely yeah. agree with you on that. That's why I have a traditional woman that holds all those traditional values of. Being a homemaker. Right. So my goals have changed. Do you understand that, right? I used to have a different goal in mind. And now, and so, of course, my preference changes depending on the goal. Well, and you did not end up siring any children along the way that you know of. That I'm aware of. Right. It's possible every time, though. You know, it's possible (laughs) that I. It is. And that's what I was saying. Everything is possible every time legs go up in the air. So that's where I I see life beginning as, you know, now that my wife pointed it out. But, you know, uh, Steven, right, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you uh, again. Yeah. Everybody's got their own their own preferences uh, or definitions or whatever yeah. uh, on this situation. Society they want to belong to or whatever. Right? Yeah. And it's clear that we all can't get along. It, that's that much is pretty clear because yeah. some people are not tolerant. Right. So you can have a different definition. You can have a different preference. You can have different opinion as long as you're willing to tolerate other people yeah. holding different views and still live alongside of them then cool right we can we can coexist if on the other hand you are intolerant to the point to where you want to throw somebody in a prison cell or worse possibly kill them or you know beat them stone them to death whatever uh for having a different viewpoint then we cannot live together people that believe like that need to separate from the rest of society and maybe this Roe versus Wade overturning, whenever it officially happens, because again, it was just a leaked opinion. Right, yeah. uh, but whenever this officially happens, maybe it will result in more people purposefully coming together, migrating together for you know distinct reasons to say this is the society I want to live in. I want to live in a more Mormon place. All right, yep. move to Utah. I want to live in a more uh, hard left place. All right, get over to the West Coast. You know, oh, I want to be a conservative place, but not so far as the Mormons. Okay, get down to Florida or Texas, right? So, uh, you know, there's different options for people out there, and they ought to be voting with their feet. In fact, that is what this uh, message from jail, or message from prison, the prison guy, yeah. is all about here. So I want to get to it. Uh, he is, uh, his name is Hunter, and he writes us from Texarkana. And I wasn't real clear on uh, 100% where he's being held, so I looked it up because it didn't actually say on the the envelope which yeah. institution, which seemed unusual, just had the address and, and his name on it. Uh, but it's it's actually typed, so they must have a typewriter or something in, mm. <laughs> in, in prison. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't look like a printout to me. But uh, anyway, he says this, and it's a federal, by the way, uh, prison there in Texarkana. Okay. He says, I've got a dear FTL, I've got a question for you and your listeners. If Texas ever secedes, and I think we should say 
when Texas secedes. What happens to me, a Texas prisoner? I guess I'm a resident of Texas, but a citizen of the United States. And, of course, what he means there is the Federal Bureau of Prisons moves people around. They so do, yeah. he probably wasn't from Texas. He's just there because he's in prison and they moved him. A lot of times they'll they'll actually seems like they make a point of moving you as far away from your family members as they possibly can. No. That's what they did with Ross Ulbricht, for instance. And sometimes they'll move you more than once. So I yeah. think Ross, Ross Ulbricht has been moved two or three times at least uh, in the last nine years. So he says, uh, what do you think would likely happen? I could see being given the option to transfer to the Bureau of Prisons, but I could also see states wanting to keep their prisoners to justify one more boondoggle to burn taxpayers' money. Please try, he says, to answer on a Saturday since it's the only night the full show is broadcast in Texarkana. So here we are, Saturday night. Uh, The question about secession, what happens to federal prisoners? Obviously, state prisoners, they're going to stay right where they're at. They're in state prison. They were convicted in, in the state. They're probably going to stay there. But what about the federal prisoners? I, if it's a good the, question. It is a great question. If the and I have a lot to say about prisons in general, but you know, yeah, we, you brought we, some statistics we, in here, not even knowing we're going to have this. Question. We can we can table that while we talk about yeah. this. Um, I would guess that if the secession was successful, that is to say that recognized by both parties, right? The yeah. In this case, the state of Texas and also the federal government of the United States, if it, if it were a successful secession, this would be something that would be uh, agreed upon, hopefully, at the secession. If not, then mm. I would gather because it seems that states, right, uh, countries, they all agree on these imaginary borders, these geographic lines that they draw on maps that don't really exist except for like maybe a river or something like that, mm-hmm. natural borders, that kind of thing. I would imagine that that person, this person, what was his name? Did it say? Uh, Hunter. Hunter. I would imagine, Hunter, that you would become the prisoner of Texas at that point because you are within the imaginary geographic area known as Texas. But he didn't commit a crime in Texas. Right. But I'm so saying because... why would Texas want to take on responsibility because, for Because him? states seem to recognize borders of geographic areas mm-hmm. that, you know, if there wasn't an agreement at the time of secession between yeah. the federal government and Texas to do something about that, mm-hmm. about federal prisoners and, you know, or are we going to shuffle around? Are you going to, we going to send a busload over here and yeah. you send a busload over here or whatever? Like if there was no agreement, then my guess is, I don't want to use this, but this term, but my guess is that he would become the property of this new seceded state of mm-hmm. Texas. That's an interesting uh, question, and I I think one of the first things that would come about is to negotiate something on this, right? So the way the New Hampshire one was going to, if it played out the way we had hoped it, it did, and it didn't, not this time, yeah. uh, but it was its first time it was introduced, it would have been a ballot measure that would have asked the people of New Hampshire to whether or not to secede. To, so therefore, the secession would have happened upon the voting in favor of that ballot measure, and no negotiation would have happened yet. So the negotiations would have happened after the fact. I would want to know if Hunter's crime was victimless or not. Good question. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. We'll talk further on the question of secession and federal prisoners coming up. It's Free Talk Live, the live Saturday show. The phones are open at 603-283-6160. 
at 603-283-6160. We're actually in the middle of an unusual uh, piece of show content. It's an actual letter sent by somebody in prison. Physical mail. A lot of you listeners are like, wait, what's that? That's because whenever you're inside a... uh, and in you know whether it's a jail or a prison, time stands still. Yeah, uh, you get your news from newspapers, you know, and maybe there might be a TV on or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but you get all this old media, you know, when you're in prison, yeah. and that's basically your your lifeline. Although they do have newfangled things now like video conferencing in some jails we did and a, emails in some jails we did a bit uh i don't know if you were on when we did the bit uh, about a prison that does their own radio show inside the prison huh yeah and, i, I feel it sounds kind of familiar, and you can but. you can hear it uh in the parking lot so like wow. people who would come to you know see prisoners or they have other listen. business to do they could tune into whatever their low you know mm-hmm. uh, low wattage uh, station is uh, until they get out of the parking lot and it fades and away it's gone. yeah well in this case hunter has emailed us from the federal facility in texarkana asking what will happen when texas secedes from the united states to him as a yeah. prisoner of the federal government being kept in a federal facility in Texas. And questions about federal property are definitely front and center when it comes to what happens when secession occurs. Because we expect it to happen at some point, whether it's Texas that goes first, California, or New Hampshire. Those are three of the, uh, the I guess, key states where there's some active movements towards yeah. independence and I don't care who goes first. I support it. I don't care that California. Saw a Twitter poll on that the other day. Voted New Hampshire. Oh, it was nice. like, who do you think is going to secede first? And who was winning? New Hampshire. Nice. Like fifty nine percent to you know. I don't know. I, like I said, I don't care who goes first. I support it. Uh, I don't care if California wants to be more socialist or Texas wants yeah. to be more conservative. You guys go for it. Let's, That's what we need. Somebody start. Uh, but uh, but a big question is, what do you do with federal property? What do you do with federal parks? What do you do with uh, military uh, bases, if there are any? And then fur- further, and this is actually the first time somebody's brought this one up, so I'm glad he did. Yeah. What do you do about federal prisons? I don't know if every state has them, but I bet that they do. Uh, and so how do you handle that? And I think that that's one of the negotiations that's going to have to happen is what do we do about this? Because obviously they can't necessarily immediately absorb those federal prisoners into other facilities because they're probably near capacity or whatever, right? So you can't just immediately shut that thing down. You had suggested, Captain, that you thought that barring any negotiations, the prisoners would become the property of the state. Yeah. And... I don't think the federal government's going to like that very much. Well, and then my other question was, you know, is the crime victimless or not? Because I I don't know about you, here amongst at least the folks who are trying to come together in New Hampshire for some sort of a freedom movement, I think we all agree, no victim, no crime. Right. uh, As far as that's concerned. And New Hampshire, you know, the live free or die state, I don't know, would they recognize would they be like, well, you were convicted by some other organization, so we're just going to keep you in there? Or would they be like, hey, uh, look, there was no victim, so you're free. You're out. That would be awesome. That would be right? my my preference would be if he wasn't a violent person. Right. You know, he didn't commit murder or something like that. Well, it'd have to be, and that would be amazing if that actually happened. Instead of just using these prisoners as uh, some sort of negotiating chip or yeah. whatever, actually telling the federal government, Hey, look, 
y'all can have the murderers or the terrorists or whatever and put them in some other facility, but according to our count, there's 50% of these guys are in here for drugs, and we are not going to support keeping these guys in prison. In fact, we're going to go ahead and let them out, but if you guys want to take your murderers and your terrorists out and put them somewhere else, then we'll go ahead and, and facilitate that prisoner transport. Uh, and that makes total sense to me. And, and But then, of course, the guys that you're letting out, you'd have to say, look, uh, we'd recommend you stay here in New Hampshire because as soon as you cross the border under, into Massachusetts, they're going to consider you yeah. you know, a fugitive or whatever. Right. It would be really interesting if it played out that way. I, I, I mean, it's something like I'm I'm already upset still that in the states where recreational marijuana has been we'll call it legalized where you know you could just go down to the weed store right. buy yourself some pre-rolled or some you know munchies some gummies or whatever that there are people in prison still either in those states or from those states who have been convicted yeah of the very thing that you can now walk down the street and into a store for like the first thing that these states should have done if they were interested in doing the right thing which they're not is to release anybody who is imprisoned for an offense that is now legal in their state, yeah. right? But they don't do that. Yeah, that's another good point. And maybe part of the negotiation of, all right, feds, well, if you want to keep this prison operating and you want to keep running it here, well, you can do that, but you can't keep anybody there for victimless crimes. So you right. need to let those guys out uh, or else we'll force you to shut down or something like that. I don't know. It'd be, interest- it'd be interesting to see how that negotiation played out. I had made the claim a couple of weeks back about uh, the United States uh, has more prisoners you know, than, than any country has ever had at any time. Yeah. Uh, That's I, a big claim. I, I did some more looking. It's, it's hard to determine the factual mm-hmm. basis of that. But I did some more looking, and here's what I found. Uh, uh, there's a band called System of a Down. They had a song called The Prison Song. And in that song, this came out in like 03. In that song, they said uh, nearly 2 million Americans are incarcerated in the prison system of the U.S. So in 2003, less than 2 million people, right? Uh, from Pew Research of August of 2021, there are more than 2 million Oof. people in jail and prison in the U.S., uh, including, uh, so jail and prison. Uh, total incarcerated population is wow. significantly greater than that of China. So, which has way more people, right? So, China has less prison population than the United States, even though they have a significant number more wow. population. So, to put that in perspective, because a lot of people can't really wrap their head around two million people, uh, and uh, the number that I gleaned was. 2.1 million, right? So uh-huh. just over 2 That's million. That's one out of every 150 people, roughly, right? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. So guess what the populations of the top one, two, three, four, we'll call it five cities in the United States are? More than uh, 2 million. Yes. New York City has 8 million, 8.6. Los Angeles has 4 million. San Francisco. Chicago has 2.6. Houston has 2.3, and if the United States prison population were a city, it would be number five. Wow. It would be the fifth largest city in the United States. It's also bigger than many states as well. Yeah. Phoenix is below that with 1.7, mm-hmm. Philadelphia 1.5, San Antonio 1.5, San Diego 1.4. There's only 1.3 million here in all of New Hampshire. Right. Yeah. So 
Yeah, the entire population of New Hampshire, plus and then some, yeah. and then some is in prison. So if the United States total population, or, or if the United States total prisoner population were a city, it would be the fifth largest city wow. in the country. If you want to join us here, 603-283-6160. Now, to be fair, can we really trust China when they give you prison numbers? Probably not. Uh, but nonetheless, it is, it's a lot of damn people, and a lot of them in, are in there for completely victimless so-called yeah. crimes. They've never harmed another human being, and we're all forced to pay for it, their prison sentence. More coming up here, Free Talk Live. Live. The phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian and the captain in the studio tonight. Present. You can take control of the airwaves. You can join us online as well over at freetalklive.com. Please do enjoy the features we have for you at freetalklive.com. Lots of stuff. All of it free because that's the way a good talk show website should be. We don't charge you for anything over there. Right. Uh, so check it out at freetalklive.com. We go to your calls and thoughts. First up, Padreg is on the line calling us from New Mexico. Go ahead, Padreg. Good morning. I would like for you to do a show on taxes. We talk about taxes out. a lot. We talked about it tonight, as, uh, as a matter of fact, property I taxes. I'm, I started out with the rest of the story, the guy that told the rest of the story, Freedom Award from Trump. I listen to BK, I listen to SH, and I listen to B and C. I have no idea who, long. who you're referring to. Other talk shows. Sean Hannity, Brian Kilmeade, yeah, okay. all those guys. Uh, they support I, taxes, don't in, they? I don't know. Yeah, if they're not, ta- if they're not against really them, they support don't. them. Well, I'll tell you what. I think this is the largest land grab or private property grab in history, I really do. What is? Because when inflation goes up, which oh, has gone up, sure, the government has to raise taxes because they have to pay their retirements through uh, some, they, they mostly, all the governments, most state governments uh, put their money into some stock market program. Some of them do that. Even yeah, you're keep, right about that. You're talking yeah, about, and, and what do they call so when the uh, here in New Mexico, I forget, it's the teachers associations got one. They put all their money mm-hmm. into the stock market, and now the stock market's crashing. But the government in New Mexico, they put their money into the same funds. They put them into the stock market, mm-hmm. and now the stock market's collapsing. And so they have to raise, the because inflation's up, the dollar's worth less, they raise your taxes because they want to get their retirement. Sure. So when they well, were because they can their, when they yeah they because they can that's correct well yeah. it's only because we allow it and that bothers me the most is how can I stop it but when you they, can't when as they long as you're in a dip- place where other people are willing to be abused and it seems like ninety nine percent of uh, the American people are happy to go along to get along and pay whatever is demanded of Sadly. them sadly uh, that's never going to change I'm, I'm an I'm an immigrant from Ireland and I've never asked anybody for a nickel nice. We, and I was raised in poverty, and now I got a little piece of property, and they keep raising my taxes every year. Yep. Yep. And then they then they arbitrarily change what my property is. It used to be irrigated agricultural. Now it's 
something else. It's like that rural I'm or something, for. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like everybody wants to move out of the cities into the country and w- welcome to my place. And so I got everybody from California writing me, trying to buy my property. And if I don't pay the taxes on it, then they place a lien on it. And then they sell that lien or the, yeah, it's a lien. They sell sure a lien to somebody else. And I got to pay them to get my property back. Yeah, yeah you don't own and property. I, they own you. You don't even own a car. If you don't pay your registration and your insurance on it, you can't even drive it on a public thoroughfare. Yeah, we just had our, uh, the reason why Peakless Mountaineer is not sitting in the studio tonight is because the city gang stole his car. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and I don't know how to stop it. Do you guys know how to stop it besides No, the best thing I can suggest would be people need to move together who are of a like mind, and unfortunately there are not many people who are of this mindset. Not many people understand that taxes are theft and extortion, and of those who do understand it, most of them aren't willing to lift a finger to do about it. They just you know post a meme on the Internet and figure they're done. Uh, but what we need to have happen is people that love the ideas of liberty have to have to move together uh, physically to have, the same place. I have to interrupt you for a moment. Yes, sir. I can't carry 50 acres of dirt in my back pocket in New Hampshire. And I've worked on yeah. it for a very long time yeah, to make it, it a very good place. And I don't know whether to build a moat around it or a wall or what. Because they're gonna they're gonna go to a judge yeah. who's gonna say, Okay, we're gonna send the sheriff and then the sheriff's gonna come out there and take me off my yeah, property. They sure are. And it, it and what and what am I gonna at some point I have to draw the line in the sand. At what point do I do that? I don't know. That's uh, that's a tough thing to to decide for anybody because it's going to be a losing fight. As you know, there's more of them than there are of you, and uh, I don't want to see somebody end up getting shot to death over this because that's what it will come down to if you try to make a stand. Well, I'm getting to that point. I don't know what else to do. And I'm sorry to I, hear I that, really Dragon. I'm just asking some for advice. I'm an old man. I worked hard all yeah, my life. I think that your only option, if you don't want to get shot to death by the cops, is to just keep paying them. If that's if you don't, if you're not willing to move, uh, yeah, then you're I just going to keep paying. I can them. barely afford to feed myself yeah, and my family. I heard you. And moving is and expensive. Pay them. Yep, I heard you, man. Thank you for the call tonight. I wish I had. I wish I had a better option for yeah. you, but that's it. That's yeah. it. You got to pay the goons, or they come after you. And this and he is, knows that. This is. Thank you for the call. And he's not the only person facing this. I no. mean, there are people listening. There's people who have never even heard of this show that are in the same predicament that he is. They're yeah. they're beginning to realize that hey, this organization calling themselves the state or the government is really just a bunch of tyrants and that I don't really own my property, and I never have. Yeah, and I don't want to make it sound like there's some burgeoning property tax revolution happening here. There isn't. No. Even amongst the, the free staters, you know, most people aren't willing to put their house on the line because but there they have know what's going to happen. There have been, in New Hampshire anyway, people whose property have been threatened, and uh, a group of people has shown up to, you know, sort of protest against them coming. That you know, only that happened type of with Jay Noon, and he was living in Massachusetts at the time. Uh, uh, and they did was, steal his home from him six months later in the middle of the night. I thought there was another one. If there was, I'm not aware of it okay. um, here in New Hampshire. Oh, I, you uh, might be thinking of Ed and Elaine Brown. Yes, thank uh, the you. The feds actually went after them, and they did get them. And uh, Ed, Elaine, Ed is in prison for the rest of his life. Right, but people did show up to help, or at least... They came and hung out. Sort of, yeah. yeah, sort of uh, be present for the thing. And One and, or two guys got arrested and sent to prison for 13 years. That's what so I'm thinking it, about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean... 
That's what happens. So, uh, you know, like I said, there's not a huge burgeoning anti-property tax movement here. A lot of people, at least the community of freedom lovers here, knows what is wrong. And they know there is a way to solve the problem by trying to uh, take over the system. I mean... Mass civil disobedience would be a way to really throw some some sand in their gears, but good luck finding people yeah. who are willing to put everything on the line. I mean, it's certainly true that during the revolution, those guys put everything on the line, yeah, and they were ultimately successful. Many of them died in the process and had their farms burned, and you know, probably their wives raped and murdered, and children uh, killed in fires and all other manner of horrific things so there's no easy road out of this there is a road that is the slow go road and it seems like that's the road the free staters have chosen is to amass numbers of people in a place specifically new hampshire work towards changing the system from the inside which is a generational problem if you're an old if you're an old man as padrake says he is there you know moving to new hampshire it ain't going to get solved in your lifetime but let's be realistic at the same time i mean i'm no spring chicken padrake does have several years on me if not decades but um i would much rather prefer to be a part of the solution regardless as to whether or not i actually see it come to fruition in in my time on this mm-hmm. planet but the other thing is in my mind if you're willing to act you know if you're willing to move here amongst other people who share the same ideas of liberty that you you're already showing that you're willing to act mm-hmm. right instead of as you said earlier just post some memes on the internet and like oh it's too cold i'm gonna go to florida instead yeah. or whatever right um th- these people are already willing to act and at some point you know they're going to act again because they had the balls, the stones, the cojones yeah. to to act in the first place. And so getting here, they they will act again in some way, shape, or form. And hopefully, we can get them all to sort of act mm, together for common purposes. The number, if you want to join us here in the remaining moments, coming up six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Check out the Free State Project for those of you who are willing to move. It is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for you if you want to join the show. You can at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And so many stories we didn't get to tonight. We are going to get back into your phone calls and thoughts. There was one I just wanted to mention that seems ridiculously hyperbolic, but I want it to be true. Justice Clarence Thomas compared the leak of one of his fellow justices' draft opinions, you know, the Roe versus Wade thing, uh, compared that, which would overturn the abortion protections, to infidelity. He, who is 73, said at a conference, this according to the Daily Mail, that the leak would weaken public's trust in the Supreme Court as an institution, calling the unauthorized disclosure of deliberations, quote, tremendously bad, unquote. In his remarks, uh, he hinted that the liberal clerk, a liberal clerk, may have leaked the draft opinion and lamented that partisan rancor has grown more entrenched on the high court. Quote, 
He said, I wonder how long we're going to have these institutions at the rate we're undermining them. And I wonder when they're gone or destabilized, what we will have as a country. And I don't think the prospects are good if we continue to lose them. So I don't know how a leak from the Supreme Court in his mind means that the institution itself is going to go away. But I sure do hope that the entire institution, (laughs) not just the Supreme Court, but the entire federal government just goes away someday. I I hope I live to see that day. I just want to remind everybody that it is the only institution on planet Earth that nobody asked for. I don't think nobody asked for it. Well, I know I, no person, oh, okay. right? no individuals <laughs> gave their consent for it is, is really the point. Not nobody. Well, are, no one alive, at least. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's I can't find a person like if you if you just go up to a person and you go, hey, uh, I got this great idea for how to run the world. Uh, what we'll do is we'll take roughly half of everybody's money by force, yeah. uh, whether they like it or not. Uh, we won't let them own any property at all. We will always be their landlord. And uh, every four years or so, we'll, we'll have a little circus and we'll we'll change the guy at the top. Who would agree to that? Nobody would agree to And I don't mean our co-host. <laughs> <laughs> but n- there's not a person on planet Earth who would look at that and go, yeah, that seems totally reasonable. Let's go to the phones here. we got Major Payne on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Major. Good evening. Hey, Major. Uh, um, well... I got many bitch gripes on my list here. Pick All one. Pick one. Talking about. Um, well, I got to pick two or three. Nope. Got time for one. All right. So um, let's talk about the abortion issue first. Okay. My father was born in 1929 before there were incubators. He was only of 29 weeks of age when he was born. Mm-hmm. He should not have lived by any mathematical prospects. When I was born, I had a 104-degree temperature at the age of six months. Wow. The doctor had to submerge me in water to prevent me from getting brain damage. When my son was born, he had yellow jaundice and blood disorders and should have died. When my grandson was born, he was pronounced dead about three minutes after. I actually walked up to... Uh, observed the delivery and saw them taking him into a, an elevator in an incubator cradle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know it was him. So there is no way in hell I should be here or my fun, son or his, his son. It's, it, it just, it's, it's scary, and I got tax hell stories for you, too, right? Yeah, you have county. to call in another night about that. But what's the point about, uh, what are you trying to say about abor- the uh, abortion, though? I'm not real clear. Yeah, how does that tie to well, abortion? I, I guess it's the only time I'm going to ever give kudos to Charles Darwin. Let natural selection be what it is. All right, thanks for the call tonight, uh, Major. We continue here. Unscreen caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yes, I got a... Uh... A point that I don't hear nobody ever uh, address. Okay. You know, for a baby to be conceived, there's a two individuals that have to do so. That's right. What about the father in these abortions? I mean, a father never has a say whether the child uh, uh, abortion is performed or not. 
Yeah. A woman gets pregnant. Say, for instance, she uh, tells her partner that she's on birth control and is not and becomes pregnant. The man really did not want a child. Well, he is obligated by law to take care of that child whether he wanted to or not. Yep. Yeah, that sucks. My, my, my point is, all right, it's a woman's body. She ought to have a right to do yep. what she wants with her body. My opinion is, will you do that before you conceive? Use your, you know, whatever contraceptive or whatever it has to do to prevent the pregnancy. Because once you're pregnant, it is not just your body. Uh, you, you've got you, you've got a well. I don't know how to say, but you, you've got another being there, a parasite. Yeah, yeah in, in a way, in a uh, you know, in an adult world where everybody is considerate, uh, the couple would have that discussion, mm-hmm. right? So you know, if if I uh, well, you know had some sex with a girl uh, and she became pregnant, she would come to me and be like. Hey, I don't know what to do. Uh, I think I might want an abortion, but I'm not sure. What do you want? Right? And then we'd have that discussion. We'd come to a decision, and then that's the decision that would be made. Yeah, yeah in my opinion, I, husband, I get. Go ahead. If the male says I want the child, well, she can she can totally omit him from yep. any portion of the abortion conversation. Yep. And uh, again, well, you know, the man is left out. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's the, I understand the frustration, but in my opinion, that's her prerogative as the as the person who has to go through nine months of what looks like hell from the outside. I mean, I can't imagine having to deal with the morning sickness and all the just the difficulties and the craziness there, and all that that these women have to deal again, with. There again, make that choice before you can see. Well, that's the other thing. Got, the man made the, the choice, too. To, yeah. I mean, you no, don't not, have to. Not if, not, not if he was misled. Well, here's what here's how I solved that problem. When I was 23, I went and got a vasectomy, and I never had no problem getting somebody pregnant. If somebody came to me and said, "Oh, I'm pregnant," I'd say, "Well, go ahead and get a DNA test, because, honey, it ain't mine." Uh, So so, you know, you take responsibility too. So the man should not have no uh, choice in this, except for if it's the woman's choice to go ahead and have the child. But then for the next 18 to 21 years, he's obligated to take care of a child that he didn't want. But yeah, that's frustrating. That, oh, yeah. wants, I mean, look, the law the child, sucks, man. There's no doubt about it. The child, if he wants the child, she can say, oh, heck no, I, I don't right. want it, and it's over She can. She it's can. even worse Thank than that. Thank you, by the way, for it, the call. I appreciate it. It's even worse than that. There are states where if you just simply cohabitate with a woman oh, who yeah. has kids that aren't yours— and, and you break up and you have to live for I don't know, a year or two. I don't remember exactly what it is. But if you break up and, and y'all split, uh, she can actually come and get child support from you, even Damn. though they are not your kids. Hasn't there? I, I swear there was some story at some point about a guy that like donated sperm to a sperm bank and got held up. For Correct. That. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, you're better off just not letting that stuff out in the first place. And then... Luckily, you know, if, yeah. unless you do the cohabitation thing, then you're pretty safe in yeah. that particular case. But uh, if uh, my personal advice to men is uh, if you want to have kids, uh, make sure that you are with somebody who is going to be a, a good mother yeah. and who wants to have the children, your children, somebody on the same page with on the you same page as things. you. And if you can't find that person, then don't have kids. Don't. Yeah. Don't stick it in there. If you don't don't have sex with crazy.
right? It it is fun. Huh? I understand. I understand. That's you know, there's risks involved. But and again, one of them is that she will do something with that child yeah. that you don't want done. Yeah. Again, it's about goals. You know, uh, humans are weird in that like they have sex for recreation, right? A lot of. I mean, there's not a whole lot of species on planet Earth that does that. It's usually just strictly for reproduction. So humans, they're like it's a form of entertainment. It's like watching TV or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's too too risky for me. Uh, that's why I said I got vasectomy at an early age and it was the best $700 I think I've ever spent. Pays, I wonder what it costs now. Paid for itself. I don't know, but it's still worth it. <laughs> whatever the hell it is. Just think about the money you'd spend on condoms oh, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, Sarah, you're on. You got like 20 seconds. Oh, I'm okay. Well, um, I, I, we're going to build a um, really fancy supermarket with bars and gyms and coffee and sampling in the new um, housing subdivision. You better enjoy it, Sarah, because once you get to your communist society, you're never going to have a fancy supermarket right. ever again. Have a dry, barren supermarket. You'd be lucky if, yeah, if you're lucky if you get a loaf of bread that's not moldy. You'd be waiting in line for it. I wish you had more time for you, Sarah, but we're out of time tonight for listeners that are like, what are you talking about? She's a communist. That's why I said that. More tomorrow. See you then.